Hello, and welcome to the second ever episode of Go Route Throw Down, where we talk about everything basketball and football. Today, I am joined by a special guest, Keegan. Say hi, Keegan. Hello. <laughs> Keegan here is not, he's not as into basketball as me, not by like any margin. <laughs> but, no. But football, football is a different case, and that's what we're talking about today. Um, Keegan, go ahead and tell them, what's your favorite team? Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers. And for those of you who don't know, my favorite team is the Dallas Cowboys. Flame me, whatever you want, nacho year. I've heard it all. Um, nacho. But, to, but today, yeah, the Doritos, like, logo thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm, I'm a realistic Cowboys fan. Like, I know... We probably you know aren't going limitations. anywhere. Yeah, we probably aren't going anywhere with the roster we have. Um, but it, we only need small improvements. All right. So today, we are going to be talking about uh, our favorite teams, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys, and we are going to be talking about the futures that they have. So, Keegan, would you like to start with the Dallas Cowboys or the Pittsburgh Steelers? It's up to you, honestly. I don't, I don't have a preference on either. All right, let's let's get a little warm here. Let's 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 talk about the Cowboys first. All right. Um, this this first like little aspect of it, uh, as you can see, Dakota, Dakota Prescott, um, Dakota. He's he's making over forty million a year. That is insane. That is absolutely lot of hit to the cap. Um. Yeah, the Cowboys are currently. Uh, at negative seven million in cap space, um, and I mean he's he's performing like slightly above average during the regular season. Uh, he throws so many picks. He led the league in interceptions thrown this right. uh, season. But other than that, like he puts he has good yard output. He has good completion percentage. Mm. Other than the takeaways, um, but in the playoffs, other than the first round against Tampa Bay. He has not shown any promise, none at all. No, yeah. I, I, I mean that's. I think that's pretty evident how he has been playing in the playoffs, and a lot. I mean, it comes with experience, of course, but we've seen a lot of uh, those younger quarterbacks just come straight out of college and be able to perform. Big Ben is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. By the way, I saw this post. It was like top twenty-five quarterbacks of all time. Big Ben was mm. thirteen. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how they. I, I, I saw something about that. They put Terry Bradshaw over him. Yeah, someone but, put like it, it was crazy, and so I yeah. I like made a comment about it because I was like, not having him in at least your top ten, let alone top five, is insane. Yeah, um, I, I agree. Anyways, it we're talking about the the future, not the past. <laughs> True. So, like, moving Dak would be incredibly difficult, obviously. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have a lot of future, like, potential, especially not with the Cowboys and with how much he's making. But moving him would allow for a possibly cheaper QB, whether it's in the draft or even the free agent market, like a Derek Carr, who wouldn't Mm -hmm. be an improvement, but he would have that veteran leadership that Dak isn't able to, like, give us, you know. And then, which is crazy because he's been in the league for a while. So you'd think he would have that. He's been leadership. in the league for a while, but he's had no success. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's the main problem. And and Derek Carr has had like 
a mediocre amount of success, but yeah. it's it's more than Dak. Um, so honestly, clearing a bunch of cap space is kind of just what we want to do right now. We're not in rebuild mode. We're in restructure mode is what mm-hmm. we should be doing. But I did see an article today saying Stephen Jones, the VP for the Cowboys, says that they're trying to structure an extension for Dak uh, to move wow. on for the next, like, however long they can. Um, right. Which is, is a huge mistake, man. Huge, huge mistake. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. he, he I is, don't... Oof. I think it's them trying to, like, just stick with what they have, because, I mean, Dak could be good, but he's just not, for what they're paying for him, he's not performing at that level. Like, that, like, for how much they're paying, you, or, that's, like, someone better than Tom Brady, in my opinion. Um, I mean, he's, he's getting paid this upcoming season, I think it's, like, five, six mil less than Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Which is insane, considering... Patrick Mahomes is on the path to become the second greatest quarterback of all time. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Possibly the greatest. I doubt it. but I don't – I mean, you could make the case that he might, but that's – he's – it's still early in his career. Yeah, it's going to take, take a lot of looking and watching that, that guy mm-hmm. to see. Um, now, moving on with the Cowboys, their receiver core – is honestly really good. I'm really happy with our receiver core. We have mm-hmm. a uh, back-to-back pro bowler, maybe even more. I didn't really check, but I know he was a pro bowler last year, first team, and then same this year with C.D. Uh, Lamb. And then veterans such mm-hmm. as Michael Gallup, who like came off an ACL injury going into the season, but he's performed great. Uh, and T.Y. Hilton, who we acquired and T.Y. Hilton has actually provided a lot of, like, those middle routes. Because Michael Gallup is a deep threat. C.D. Lamb is our slot receiver. So having T.Y. Hilton able to run those, like, short cuts and, like, mid, like middle field ends, those, mm-hmm. like, those open up so much for us. Because usually we have, like, Dalton Schultz either blocking or on, like, a flat or a drag. And then C.D. doing, like, a slant or something. So right. having that guy over the middle is helping us like expand. So I'm really happy with that. But maybe, 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 like Tolbert, uh, who I doubt is going to step up, or even a new pick could step up in this environment. I mean, we have such a great receiver core, but it's mostly around veterans such as Gallup and Hilton. So they would be able right. to lead the new receivers who would help us go into the future with CD. Yeah. I yeah. could see that. I um, mean, I don't think wide receivers are going to be your problem here. I think it, it's it's a coaching and quarterback problem is what you're dealing with right now, at least in my opinion. Yeah, and I, I'm going to jump around here, and I, I, I wrote down here, I feel it necessary to note, keeping Dan Quinn, our defensive coordinator, who is, like, one of the greatest defensive coordinators I've ever watched, like, create – a defensive scheme for the game of football and removing right. Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator are both phenomenal moves because even though the Cowboys had like a great offensive rating, the clutch became increasingly more troublesome throughout the season and the scheme seemed to not fit the players in the slightest. Kellen Moore mm-hmm. was just trying like those jet sweep plays. He, Kellen Moore was basically trying to be 
Nick Sirianni. Or no, not Nick Sirianni. Um, Shanahan. Uh, for the 49ers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, running those jet Wait, sweeps. Michael Shanahan? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, running those jet sweeps, running those um, right, yeah. weird play-action dump-downs, and they just never worked. So, yeah. moving away from that and moving to someone who will hopefully – I forget his name, but he, he'll hopefully fit our players more with his scheme rather than fitting um, – He'll fit the scheme to the players rather than fitting the players to the scheme, you know? Yeah. That'll which, work better. In which is kind of something Matt Canada did. He never adjusted. Uh, I don't like him, so. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. He, he never adjusted. Like, after losing Big Ben and after losing, like, A.B., he was just yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to keep doing the same well, stuff. Well, he wasn't even – he wasn't the O.C. with it. Uh Antonio Brown, he did. Oh, he right. came in like he's been our offensive coordinator for about two years now, and I, you're right. I don't see any hopes with him, but I don't it, either. It just depends. You have to. I mean, he got it got better at the end of the year, but we also saw Kenny Pickett start to take this role of I'm not gonna listen to him. I'm gonna yeah. act like I can't hear him because I know better than him. <laughs> I know that man that you're talking about. Yeah. No, and and Ben did the same thing, and yeah. Ben, when he did that, we always were able to get down the field and do really good stuff. And if we uh, start to get Pickett to do that, or Pickett starts doing that, then he could probably just take over. Like honestly, yeah, um, for sure. Um, I back on the Cowboys, the running game, dude, dude, with one <laughs> of the best offensive lines in the league. Uh, mm-hmm. statistically and then with the probably best running back duo like in the league with Ezekiel Elliott who's a, a veteran player at this point who's like had a okay career and then Tony Pollard mm-hmm. who had an amazing amazing season a thousand yard over a thousand yards rushing and 800 yards receiving he was in the top wow. he was in the top 20 no top 15 for receiving yards and he was within mm-hmm. the top 10 for rushing yards. Wow. That is that's, impressive. That's crazy. Like, it's it's yeah. like prime CMC levels of impressive. Right. Um, yeah. But Zeke is taking up way too much cap space. Like, for, uh-huh. for what for what he's worth, which is just a, a really good, like, uh, power back, we, yeah. we really need to, like – maybe move in a cheaper direction, maybe rework our contract with him, like see it out. Cause like, I don't see any problem with keeping him, but we really need the cap space. Yeah. He, it's it. I mean, it's the same thing with Dak. Like both of them, they paid way too much money and you're, you need to in positions like those where they can make like a really big difference on if your team is good or not they can't take up so much cap space that you can't build a team around them. Otherwise, yeah. it's 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 pointless. You can't do anything. So, yeah. Um, as, as we previously said, the offensive line for the Cowboys is, like, amazing. But with mm-hmm. Tyler Smith, our rookie, who, by the way, him and Terrence Steele, who I'm going to get to, uh, they led the league in, like, offensive line penalties. Um <laughs> Oh, wow. Like like individually, I think 
uh, Tyler Smith mm-hmm. was like one or two, and then Terrence Steele was like five or six, um, right. which is really bad. But yeah, Tyler Smith otherwise amazing player you watch him play he is pancaking the living crap out of that nose tackle (laughs) out of that edge rusher like no matter who it is it's crazy and then terrence Steele, terrence Steele is really agile for his size like he can move Mm -hmm. around he like you know um what's his name uh lane johnson for the eagles Uh, he's he's a right tackle he's he's like a big dude but he can like run around push people around like it's crazy he he's kind of like a mini version of that um okay but with those two playing so good this past season maybe freeing up some cap space by trading out tyron smith would be smart like i'm, I'm hesitant to say that because tyron smith is so good and we can have such a diverse o-line um with like the different ways we could set it up and jason peters i don't think has retired which is crazy so we would have like one of the <laughs> oldest o-lines as well um but tyron is currently being paid 12 million with zach martin who by the way best right guard in the league best guard in the league in my opinion but for sure Mm. best right guard um yeah he zach martin is getting paid only a million more than him um so Mm -hmm. obviously we're keeping him getting rid of tyron would free up some cap space that we really kind of need more than we need at his position yeah. Um, defensively, without a better inside run defense, dude, the Cowboys run defense was so, gosh, diggity dang awful this past season. Like it was so, it was so bad. Uh, like our mm-hmm. nose, our nose tackles. Odigizuwa got better at the end of the season, but like Carlos Watkins, Odigizuwa, um, I forget the other one, Quentin Bohanna. Like they just. They just didn't do great. Um, But the Cowboys will not get far uh, without that. So inside linebackers is where my mind immediately goes when it comes to run defense, of course. Yeah. And then um, when we think of an inside linebacker and run defense, we think of one name, and that is Bobby Wagner. And and guess who just left the Rams? Bobby Wagner. (laughs) Hey, that Um, could be a... A good pickup for I, a certain team. <laughs> I love me some Leighton Vanderash. He's an amazing secure tackler uh, when he wants to be, but he is right. not the star run stopper that we need. He is not, and he's not good in mm-hmm. coverage. So like it, we really just like getting rid of him, moving him away for some picks, and then signing Wagner would just make our lives so much better. Um, and yeah. it, it would take a lot, a lot, a lot of cheap movement to clear space for Bobby Wagner because he's going to be the most expensive middle linebacker in the league, probably other than like Fred Warner, maybe Demario mm. Davis. Um, but yeah, other like other than that, it would it would take a lot of movement, and the Cowboys would easily have the best linebacker duo in the NFL. Like Micah Parsons and Bobby Wagner would be literally insane. Yeah. <laughs> That like, would, that almost be like a cheat code, honestly. Dude, on, like the pass rush and the run defense would be crazy, because mm-hmm. they're both like really fast, really strong guys. They're built similarly. It's crazy. Um, like it's it's like uh if T J Watt teamed up with like Ray Lewis, like it's cra- <laughs> like <laughs> it's Lewis. it's nuts. Um, yeah. but 
here's here's where it gets like interesting for me. Dalton mm-hmm. Schultz is going into free agency as an unrestricted free agent, which allows right. the Cowboys to find a bigger guy, which we already have like Hendershot and Ferguson, but they're more like backups. Like they do really good as backups and run blockers. Mm. And so now maybe we can find a cheap guy, whether it's in the draft or the free agency, uh, who can maybe help block on those outside runs and trick plays they loved so much last year. Um, right. Without Kellen Moore, I don't see as many of those trick plays happening, but outside runs with Tony Pollard is definitely going to be a thing we're trying to do. Yeah. I think, I think for that position, you go to the draft. I honestly don't see any other way around it. I agree. I, if you wanna, if you wanna save money because you are already so, like, taken up by cap space, you that's just gonna have to be the thing you're gonna have to do. I, yeah. That, a lot of teams ha- have to deal with that. Yeah. Especially for sure. a team that's has one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. That's just how it goes. Um. Now, we'll get to this part more later. But I would just like to note some of the, or not some of the, the wins and the losses, like what teams we won against, what mm-hmm. teams we lost against. Um, and then we'll get to the Steelers and we'll go through all this again. But uh, the Cowboys' wins were against the Bengals, Giants, Commanders, Rams, Lions, Bears, Vikings, Giants again, Colts, Texans, which I was there for that one, uh, nice. Eagles, and then the Titans. Our losses were Tampa Bay. At the beginning of the year, we beat him in the playoffs, though. We beat Brady in the playoffs. True. And then he retired because of it, is what I like to think. Um, <laughs> we, we lost to More the like Eagles. More like needed to get his trophy wife. Dude, you know what's crazy? Um, mm-hmm. The Eagles and the Cowboys are in the same division, and we right. didn't once play each other with our starting QBs. Dang. Um, That's insane, to yeah. be honest. Um. I could not imagine that. But the Packers beat us. That game was terrible. And then the Jags beat us. And then at the end of the season, the Commanders beat us, which was which was insane. That game was so crazy. It was, it was because um, I think Mike was out, and then mm-hmm. Trevon was just getting burnt like last year. Um, yeah. Which he, he had a really good season, I'm not going to lie. Like not as many picks, but like he had a much better like deflection rate, stuff like that. Um, yeah yeah all right let's move on to the Steelers man uh before I start listing off some statistics and stuff what what are your opinions um I think we could go far we just need to build the offense the defense is fine like there's I couldn't name one position except maybe like a DB that we might need some help in but defense is pretty pretty locked down and the only time the defense really suffers is when we don't have tj so we we need to find because let's be honest tj is probably going to turn out like jj watt and gonna be injured at least once a season from now mm-hmm. on and all we won like one game without tj starting and that's mm-hmm. problematic you can't just have one game where you have one player out so i think maybe finding somebody who can fill his role might help but it, it's i think that's about it you know just filling the gaps in on offense and building up that the offensive line uh helping kenny get like a good coordinator so that we can actually <laughs> like 
score points and get downfield. There were too many like drives this year where we just we just stalled. Nothing happened and yeah. it just ended in failure. And you, nobody likes to see a team do that, you know. Nobody likes to watch an offense that just can't get anything started. It's really depressing. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean we'll talk about defense in a second, but let's let's go with that Kenny Pickett route. Let's talk about offense first. Um, Go on. So, I I came into this being like like before I did my research, I was talking to mm-hmm. uh, Parker. You know him, uh, not yeah. well, but you know of him. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, and I was like, yeah, Kenny Pickett. He he had a he had a rough start. He had some turnovers, but at the end of the season, he played pretty well. Um, yeah. We, we look at his statistics, man. It it was rough all season. Like yes, it did turn up a little bit the last like two or three games, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but it didn't turn up nearly enough to outshine how terrible of a season he had. Uh, like being second lowest in net rating among starting QBs, yeah. that is really bad. I believe it was like it was like fifty four point something. No, it might have been seventy. I don't know. It was it was something really bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then twenty fourth in completion percentage across the league. Uh, one point nine touchdowns a game, which the average score for like a winning game, I believe, was like twenty eight, twenty five, mm-hmm. something like that. So that is nowhere close to that. <laughs> um, one hundred and eighty four yards a game, which in a very offense heavy league is not something you want to see. No. And an average of 6.2 yards per completion. Pickett has until the end of his contract or maybe even sooner to pick this up and show out, or else the Steelers could just be wasting more time than they have. You know? Uh, yeah. I was, I was really surprised by those statistics, by the way. I, I mean, honestly, they're they're not inaccurate. They're truth. But I think it's important. Oh, wow. He, Kenny Pickett, right? Yes. You get to pass, like, I think it was, I want to say, like, week, what was it, like, nine? You get past our bye week, and you start to see a really different Kenny Pickett. Like, he really started to pick it up after that. And for sure, I I think that's I think that's just how it's gonna be for a little bit because we're we're rebuilding. He was it's a his rookie season. Uh, I th- I'm pretty sure it was after season ten ten or not season ten week ten. He had the second highest QB rating just behind Josh Allen, which is really impressive for a yeah. rookie QB. Um, yes, his first couple of starts were really rocky. It's he was a rookie coming in, and you know you come from behind Mitch Trubisky, and you're playing for the Steelers, a team that's not used to losing. We haven't had a losing season in 16, 17 years. Still haven't. <laughs> and you know the expectations are really high, so I think there's a lot of pressure there. But I think he handled it well. He, I, I need to really check but he he didn't i don't think he maybe had one more pick after uh the bye week because after the bye week we really i mean let's see our bye week was week nine we lost against the Bengals and ravens in that time and we won every other game 
of course, that's against the Colts, Falcons, Panthers, Raiders, Ravens, and Browns, which... Oh, wait. No, I am looking at this backwards. He, so, for right. reference, he got one interception after the bye week. Like, he yeah. threw one pick. So, obviously, there is improvement there. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the schedule is. It's reading really wackily. <laughs> okay, I, I was right. Yes, we, we won against the Colts. We won against the Falcons, the Panthers, uh, the Raiders, the Ravens, and Browns. There is the only problem I have with these wins is that they're not by. I don't think the only game that was by at least uh, two scores was the Browns game. Yeah. The Ravens game, three points. Raiders game, three points. The Panthers game was a touchdown. Now, the Ravens game that we lost was by two points. Mm hmm. So that was a really close game. The Falcons yeah. game was also by three points, and the Colts game was by seven. Or wait, yeah, seven. So they're very close games. That's kind of just how the Steelers are. Every single game is close. Prior to week nine, um, we, I mean, we had been, we barely scraped by against the Buccaneers. We barely scraped by against the Bengals. We lost to the Patriots by three. Lost to the Browns by twelve. Oh, wow. Yeah. We lost to the Jets by four. The Bills was a complete blowout. That was a depressing game. By the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Dolphins we lost two by six, and the Eagles was also a blowout. So against the uh, the teams that ended up going to the playoffs, we didn't fare very well. The only teams that went to the playoffs that I think we fare. Uh, wait. What teams did go to the playoffs that we beat? Baltimore. Yeah, but they didn't go far. Same with the Buccaneers. I mean, the Bengals went far, but that was beginning of the season, and we only won by three. Yeah, so, and that was the worst start to a season the Bengals have had in a good bit. Yeah. So, I mean, it it, it is what it is. It was a season, and Pickett has potential, and I don't think there's any denying that. And he's going to develop. Uh, I've seen videos of him practicing during the offseason. So it's not like he's just sitting around and waiting for next season. Like, he's actually working and yeah. trying to get better at his game. So that's for all sure. I could ask for. Yeah. Um, this next one, I've talked to, I think it's three or four Steelers fans. And they all agree with me on this. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I see a lot of Antonio Brown in George Pickens. Um, yeah, he like, does got that dog in him. Like, I see George Pickens within the next two years stomping a puncher's face in. Um, yeah. I, I, I can just imagine it. Like, he's already got the gang ties. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing with Like, he, he has that, like, in the NBA, we have Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, LeBron mm -hmm. James who all have that, like, master work ethic, Pickens seems yeah. to have that. He seems to have a phenomenal work ethic. He gets pissed when he loses because he has mm -hmm. a winner's mentality. And he averaged 15.4 yards per reception. Yeah. No. That, that I is mean, that, that is insane. He may mm -hmm. not have, like, gotten a lot of targets or receptions, but that's because he was dealing with a terrible OC and he was dealing with, uh, like, 
average to below average quarterbacks depending on mm-hmm. throughout the season yeah. and like that that's so incredible like the fact that he played that well is insane yeah no it is and i think i don't think pickens is like ab in the like they're gonna i mean ab was an aggressive player and they are similar in some ways but i don't think it's gonna be he's gonna be good i don't think he's gonna be the ab good because that i mean if you if you took what ab was doing and he he didn't have his falling out we would see the best wide receiver of all time could pickens possibly do that yes i don't know yet i didn't i didn't get to see much of him i for a rookie 15.4 yards per reception is really good yeah um and he wants the ball he wants because he knows what he can do he's had very a lot of impressive catches this season and i'm excited to see what he can do and he was targeted a decent bit but a lot i mean it was just it was a bad offense to start with so yeah. i think next season we have a revitalized offensive plan and maybe we see a change in things you know you know what's crazy he averaged yeah. more yards per reception than garrett wilson wow yeah that's pretty good yeah um yeah that's that's crazy i mean like like i said i see ab in pickens i don't necessarily see like him becoming that great he can for sure i mean mm-hmm. you, it's all about the work ethic putting in that time and honestly who you're like on a team with um oh yeah because like ab had big ben I, that's that's incredible <laughs> like yeah um i mean the, the only receiver i could think of that like was amazing without a great qb was like calvin johnson megatron um, yeah and and that guy was insane but he had to quit because the lions organization that's a story for another day um <laughs> let's talk about the run game real quick Najee oh, harris God. has another thousand yard season this is his second season in the league, and it's also his yep. second thousand-yard season in a passing offense with a terrible offensive line, <laughs> allowing yeah. the Steelers to hopefully be more diverse this next season. What are your thoughts? I, I hope so. My only thing about his two a thousand-yard seasons is we got to look at how many attempts he had. Yeah. For how many attempts? For 272 attempts, he got 1,034 yards, averaging 3.8. That's not very good. Yeah, 3.8 and, is pretty bad. Behind the offensive line that we have, and yet again, behind Matt Canada, I think that's pretty good. And I think, what's his name? I need to find him really quick. It was I'm pretty sure it was Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren averaged four point three, and four point nine. Oh, yes, four point nine. Seventy-seven attempts for three seventy-nine. That's really good. I yeah. think you mix those two together, and you get a very diverse and strong running team, along with Benny Snell Jr., who also, in his career, has or wait. For this past season, he was 20 for 90 for 4.5 averaging, which isn't, like, insane. But, you know, when we mix some people in here and there, we might see a lot of 
in different running styles throw off the uh, defense, and mm-hmm. if we start throwing a lot of running backs at uh, enemy defenses, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna mess up. That's yeah. just inevitable, um, and it's gonna run them so tired and we're going to be able to stomp all over them basically can we just talk real quick about how kenny pickett averaged 4.3 yards a run that is crazy yeah yeah like that Uh, that guy's got wheels yeah i think it can be seen as in his uh fake slide from his uh his senior year in college yeah that kind of just represents that stat yeah, I agree. I think better O line, and they are an amazing running team. Uh, with George Pickens up and coming, Deontay Johnson, a good soon-to-be veteran. Uh, I, th- I think yeah. I think an offensive line makes this team ten times better. Oh, absolutely, and I mean that goes with every team. If you have a good O line, you got a you you see a different team. Like it's, it's if, insane. If, the Steelers had the Eagles a line from this past season. Steelers are going mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl. Steelers might not not win the Super Bowl, but Steelers are going to the Super Bowl for sure. Like at least playoffs, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, if if the Steelers were in the NFC, they would go to the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think sure. the Steelers have a lot of young talent. They're a very young team. I think they're the third youngest in the league. Um, mm-hmm. they Which is sure crazy. Have, because we went from being one of the oldest teams in the NFL uh, just a couple of years ago to now yeah. third youngest. Um, and they have the youngest offense in the league by a lot. Uh, yeah. With the Jets, <laughs> the Jets are the second, and I think it's by like a good four combined years or something wow. like that. Um, let's talk about what we're all here to talk about when it comes to the Steelers, the defense. Um, so they led in interceptions. We know that. Uh, mm-hmm. Mika Fitzpatrick had another outstanding season. Um, yep. I believe it's Akello Witherspoon had another really good season. Yes. Um, but with TJ out, the rest of the defense kind of just fell to the pooper, man. Uh, 16th in sacks. Alex Highsmith started off really strong, but then low-key started to fall off towards the end of the season. Uh, mm-hmm. 12th in net defensive rating, which isn't bad, but for the Steelers it is. Um and a horrendous this this is really bad 18th and opponent third down conversion percentage yeah no with how many third downs they're getting because they do have a good defense like they're getting a lot of swats they're getting a lot of deflections uh a yeah. lot of sacks uh typically not this season but a lot of like pressure yeah no they're, they're, the, the, the pressure that we get on uh quarterbacks is in my opinion, like, insane. And I think we just have to be able to execute outside of the uh, D-line and push it farther back. If we start to see more... I I think most of it stems from our linebacker problem. You know, Devin Bush had an amazing uh, first season, and then last season was... it's It's been rough for him. Yeah. And... Um, he did have a knee injury, which I think contributed to that. And I'm hoping that in the next couple of years, we'll start to see someone who has turned around because his first, I mean, his rookie season was really good. He had, well, I mean, 
not insanely good. He had a sack. He had um, 72 tackles. And 72 tackles is really good. Yeah. For I was I I was looking at sacks. I'm not used to seeing just one sack. You know, we got <laughs> we got some good sackers. Um, and then oh, he had oh, two. <laughs> And then he had two interceptions, and he hasn't he hasn't been able to replicate that since 2019. I mean, uh, the the real thing here that I've seen is like outside of TJ on the D line, you have Highsmith, but when Highsmith is in those high pressure situations, he tends to underperform. You have Cam mm-hmm. Hayward, who just is Cam Hayward. He's really great, but your D yeah. tackles, man, your D tackles. Not. I'm not even gonna. Lie. I have no clue who they are. They're they're I, not good. They're not good. That's why you don't know who they are. They're really bad. Your nose tackles yeah. are horrendous. Um, and I think a nose tackle improves your it improves your run defense. Allows for more QB yeah. pressure. Allows for more opportunities off the edge, which is where all of your pressure is coming from. Um, yeah. and creates more under pressure inaccuracies by the QB, which leads to even more interceptions, more deflections, things like that. Um, I just think a D tackle, like a good nose tackle and an okay backup just changes y'all's defense because yeah. this this year was not the defense we have seen in the past. Uh, yes, no. most of it was because TJ was out, but even when he came back, uh, he had a really good, like he personally had a decent season, not as mm-hmm. good as last season, obviously, because it's hard to replicate what he did last season. Uh, being an easy DPOI, um, which, by the way, oh, Micah yeah. came in behind that um, and was the unanimous rookie defense player of the year last year. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I really think a nose tackle kind of just, like, a, a nose tackle and some decent O-linemen changes your team, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, honestly, looking at these uh defensive tackles i mean they're they're people who have been on the team for a while and i'm used to seeing them perform better than they did this season cam hayward though i'm he was i mean he 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 carried on that line you know when and he you know he's he's old well he's not old but (laughs) for football or Old, yeah, he's old for football. He's on his gosh, I don't even know what season. I I want to say like twelfth. Yeah, eleventh, yeah. twelfth. Yeah, yeah. He's going. I mean, he's been on the team for a while. So, I think we, if we, maybe add, uh, a couple people to that line. I mean, when we had Bud Dupree, we had probably the best defensive line in the NFL between TJ mm-hmm. Bud Dupree and Cam Hayward. And yeah. that was a force to be reckoned with. That's the year that we had the most sacks in the NFL. And if we can keep the DBs where they are and keep getting those interceptions and then add on to that defensive line, we will see one of the best defenses in the NFL, which our defense is capable of doing. Yeah. Um, so real quick, we're going to talk about the wins and the losses of the Steelers. And I want to talk some about the Cowboys defense because I realized I didn't talk like anything about that other than nose tackles and run defense, mm-hmm. and I have so much more to say. Uh, 
So the the yeah. wins for the Steelers was uh, the Bengals, the Bucks, the Saints, the Colts, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Raiders, the Ravens, the Browns, and you see those and you're like, oh okay, okay, they they were above 500. They beat what was it? Uh, I think they beat one team that was above 500. It might have been two. Yeah. Um, if Baltimore was above 500, Cincinnati. I know Cincinnati was. Baltimore definitely was. Uh, Baltimore and Cincinnati. And yep, then, that's it. Yeah. Um. So y'all beat y'all beat two teams above 500, which is, like we said, you're you're rebuilding, but it's just a little disappointing. It's not something yeah. to stress about. Uh, y'all y'all did lose to New England, which was a rough loss, but yeah. There were some other rough ones, uh-huh, uh-huh, Buffalo, uh-huh, uh-huh, Baltimore, um, yeah. or Philly. Philly was really bad. Uh, it was really bad. Y- y'all's y'all's losses were quite big, um, but your wins were like good wins. Like they were good wins. Yeah. They, they weren't great. They, they, they were weren't... Hot, or, they were they were hard hard fought wins. For yes, sure. yes, and y'all y'all need to have that fight all season next like this upcoming season, because that's going to give Pickett, like, that fire, that drive to want to win. Like, that end of the season should inspire him to work that hard 24-7, which it seems like he's doing. Yeah, for sure. Um, Now, real quick, before we end the episode, dude, the Cowboys' defense is insane. They led the league in sacks. They were top five in uh, net defensive rating. We were, I think, mm-hmm. top 10 in interceptions. Um, but, I mean, there's one guy. There's one guy who it can't, like, you can't ignore. Um, mm-hmm. And his name is, say it with me, Micah uh, Parsons. Yeah, Micah Parsons. I, I, was, I was pretty <laughs> sure, but I didn't want to mess it up. Not so, J-Ron like... Curse. <laughs> um, hold on. I'm looking at PFF pass rush rankings because um, they put a stat here that shocked me. So the PFF is a pro football like um, statistics site. It's subscription based, so you can't really see a lot. But they're top three in every like positional area they do show. Um, they have Miles Garrett as the number one pass rusher, then Micah, mm-hmm. then Nick Bosa. Uh, that, that's just for this past season because TJ Watt wasn't like there most of it. Um, right. But like something crazy that mm-hmm. hit me. So Miles Garrett and Nick Bosa had a combined eight times they were put into coverage, whether it be man or zone. Micah Parsons had 76. That is really impressive. That is absolutely insane like that is that is something you do not see with a second year defensive player ever (laughs) like like literally ever um his pass rush he had 577 pass rushes uh Mm -hmm. 409 run defenses he just had a lot more defensive snaps like like literally he had a hundred more than nick bosa who won dpoy um Mm -hmm. he's better in coverage He's a better pass rusher. Bosa was just a better run defender, um, and he had right. a better D line behind him. That's why I'm a little salty 
about uh, Bosa winning DPOY because Micah, he's the most versatile defender in the league right now by by right. miles. Um, he uh-huh. just does so much more than anyone else I can name. Um, he he is obviously not the best in like certain things. Like I would one hundred percent say Miles Garrett is a better pass rusher. I would probably say TJ is a better pass rusher. Um, but Micah is like either at TJ's level or slightly above him, in my opinion. Right. Uh, ten times better in covers than both of them. Um, and then run defense again a little up in the air. But yeah. Micah Parsons is and has been since he joined last year insane incredible uh another player i want to talk about real quick is where is he trevon diggs trevon diggs obviously not as good of a season uh three Mm -hmm. picks which isn't like great but he did have 14 passes defense which for like your main cornerback is really really good uh yeah in the past, like, last last season was easily his best season. 21 passes defensed. Um, how many interceptions did he have? I think, it was, yeah, it was 11. Um, he basically, this year, just kind of repeated his rookie season. Um, mm-hmm. But if you look at who he was guarding this season compared to his rookie season, you can see, like, this is much more impressive. Because he's guarding people like yeah. Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, and... Like, a good percentage of the time, he's succeeding. He's doing really well. Uh, There is one more person I would like to talk about. I believe it is. Is it Deron Bland? I think it is Deron Bland. Um, I believe he is a rookie. Mm -hmm. If this is the right person. (laughs) He he is indeed. Um, He was a rookie this season. He got five picks on the season. And seven passes defensed. So that means... Out of the seven passes defense, he got five picks. That is incredible. Wow. That is really crazy. Yeah. Um, he was He's got hands, bro. He he has one of the highest verts on the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I, I think the only players I think, I think the only players that can jump higher than him are um, CD Lamb and Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons, by the way, is one of if not the fastest linebacker in history. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. He clocked in at, I believe, like 21, 22 miles per hour last season, which wow. is insane for, for a linebacker. Yeah, that's really um, good. And then he, he's also so strong. Like you constantly see him pancaking guys on live television, just ending careers left and right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but something that we don't talk about, like with the Cowboys, is their, their safeties, bro. Their safeties yeah. are cracked. Donovan Wilson, you have Jaron Curse, you have Malik Hooker, you have oh, where's the other one that I'm forgetting? Mukwamu. Mukwamu played really good this season. We have mm-hmm. a lot of really good, like whether it's the A gap, whether it's a sub linebacker, no matter what's happening, we have really good positional role players. All we really need is another mm-hmm. star, in my opinion. Yeah. Um That'll really solidify your defense and probably make it one of the best in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, any closing statements on the Steelers? Go Steelers. Go Steelers. I don't have any. Go Steelers they, is crazy. I, I said what I need. I I I said what I need to say. 
<laughs> Ghost, and Ghost Steelers is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's true. I I do. Even if you root for the uh, who do you root for again? The Cowboys. Oh, That's right, L team. Uh, incorrect. Mid team for sure, but not an L team. Um, you know what is an L team? What? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, bro, they, they just lost the GOAT, who had his worst playoff performance of his career against my team, America's team. Uh, <laughs> I think a lot of people would like to disagree with that one. America's are team? They really, are they really America's team, though? They literally have mm. a star, bro. Okay, it's a star. Yeah, and? The Lone Star State. No, yeah. it's ah, it's a star that it, represents everyone. Um. <laughs> All right, okay. uh, it's it's time to end this thing. Uh, thank you guys so much for yeah. watching. This has been Go Route Throwdown with my boy Keegan. Let's give him a round of applause. Yay. <laughs> I'm clapping my hands. I know. I wasn't going to do it, and I'm not adding a sound effect because that would be annoying. I don't annoying. blame you. That uh, would be annoying. I appreciate that. Uh, but seriously, thanks. Thanks for coming on. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. It's been really fun talking about football with you. A little I thing. I enjoyed it. Intro and outro music was created by Coma Media and has been pulled from Pixabay. This podcast was written, directed, and produced by me, Haddon Britt, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Adios. Adios.